0: welcome to the randy selzer real estate podcast where we discuss important topics for buyers sellers and investors in the toronto area real estate market here's your host randy selzer hello everybody welcome back to my youtube channel welcome back to the podcast uh, today we have a very special guest Don marcotte who is a best-selling author on amazon right now is joining us today uh, from farmington minnesota and uh, Dawn, welcome. Nice to have you on board today.
1: Thanks, Randy. It's fun to be here. I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> oh, you're more than welcome. I'm glad that I'm glad that we're getting a chance to do this. Uh, Don, your book, which I just finished reading, is called "Success Guaranteed: Nine Lies Online Entrepreneurs Need to Know," and it's a great book. Like I say, I just finished reading. It's, it's concise. It's well written. Oh, thank it's a, you. Oh, no problem. It's about 100 pages. And I urge people to go out. I'm going to put your Amazon link underneath the, uh, underneath the video today and, and on the podcast as well, because people should check this out. Uh, anybody. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, and, I, and I mean that. I wouldn't say that if I hadn't read it. So many people are doing online marketing these days. I, as a realtor, am doing it. Uh, But Mm -hmm. there's, I just heard the other day that up to 40% of Canadians, and I'm sure the numbers in the States are similar, 40% are Mm -hmm. self-employed, self-employed. So whether you're, Mm -hmm. you know, an electrician or a plumber or a realtor, or you own a nail salon or whatever, a restaurant, uh, chances are that you're going to be doing some sort of online uh, marketing. I mean, in the old days, when I started in real estate, it was real old school. We used to do, you know, an ad in the newspaper if we're doing an open house that weekend, or we do flyers. Right,
1: I remember those days. Oh, yeah, yep. <laughs> oh
0: sure. Oh, I oh, did for sure. Yeah, and, and or postcards or flyers in the neighborhood, that kind of stuff. But that's kind of, I mean, some people still do that, but very few uh, mm-hmm. because because everything's going online with the with the internet. Uh, I was an early adopter uh, with getting a website. This is back around the year two thousand. And so I got this beautiful okay. website it was shiny and I was one of the first people to get it. I had no clue, no clue what to do with it. I mean, it looked great. None of us did. And I would walk in, I'd show people, well I have a website and hoping that that would impress them enough that they would want to work with me. But I had leads that I didn't follow up on. I didn't understand like the concept of a funnel, which we now kind of understand mm-hmm. today. I didn't get it. I didn't, you know, somebody would call me and then, mm-hmm. and, and especially in real estate where there's a long gestation period where people don't make decisions right away mm-hmm. and I would lose all of the leads I didn't have a clue about how I oh, no. didn't know what to do but that's like 22 years ago so but things have really changed and um, nowadays there's a lot of people out there who are like internet gurus who uh, teach people and instruct them oh things sure. Things. Um, sure I still I see with younger agents younger real realtors that a lot of them believe that is all they got to do, they get their license and all they got to do is set up a website or have a great Instagram profile and that the money will just come pouring in. And then I see them, they usually get- Oh my gosh, yes. So-
1: Yeah, because uh, <laughs> it just doesn't work that way.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's my preamble. And uh, so anyways, Don, if you would like, if you could introduce yourself a little bit to the listeners today, and then we'll, we'll start getting sure. into the book.
1: Of course, I'd be glad to do that. Don so Marquette. again, okay. Dawn yeah. Marcotte, yeah. I am a mom, I'm a marathon runner, I'm an avid reader, and I am a writer, I'm an author, I've written more books than I care to talk about, because most of them were really, really bad, and we just oh, don't want on. to go there, but uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, started... I don't
0: think so, I don't think so, that last one. Oh, not.
1: well, I, I appreciate that, I appreciate that, but um, I started in writing much like you i started when the internet was very new so i actually started in the early 2000s um i have a child who is on the autism spectrum and at that time insurance didn't cover all the extra things that you do to help your child be the fabulous person you hope they will be so my husband and i looked at each other in that state of panic like how how are we going to pay for this we're both already working full-time jobs and You know, I'm old enough to remember that the only way you made more money was to ask for a raise or to go somehow find a second job, right? Right. But the internet, fabulously, was now a thing at that time. Mm -hmm. And I discovered that I could write articles for other people online and get paid for it. And that was a big aha moment for me. So that's how I got started online, was actually writing for something called Content Mills. So back in the day, before Google figured it all out, their algorithm for when you would type in what you were searching for wasn't necessarily very good and leaned very heavily on the words in the articles. And so I worked for companies that had figured out the magic of it all. And you put this word here, and this word here, and this word here, and you're going to rank at the top and you're going to make money. So they figured that out. But then Google changed their algorithm. Google figured out what was going on. Yes. These, I mean, I wrote 400 word articles on how to re- restore a Mustang. It was <laughs> crap i'm sorry Come but on. it was you can't explain these things right. well it wasn't that the writing was bad the writing was excellent but You're- i was limited to 400 words and you can't cover topics like that in 400 words nope. with anything meaningful you just can't do it right but that's that's kind of where i started um but then uh, somebody says well hey if you have your own blog you can make you can make money that way right so much like you know you were talking about young real estate agents today think they can just slap up a website or have an instagram yeah. and that's going to bring people yeah. to them and they there's a reasoning behind that because these days when you type into google that you're looking for a, a cappuccino machine all of a sudden all over your social media and everywhere you're seeing cappuccino machines so there's that underlying thought that when i search for something I find all kinds of stuff. So when people search for real estate, they're going to see me because I'm out there, and that's in that you know or whatever. You're right. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way, and that's a hard truth
0: I've for people that. that
1: are jumping online. Mm-hmm.
0: Google shows you what they think you want to see, and it's not mm-hmm. it's it's biased. It's not a straight up just a, a, an, an unbiased report. It, they think they know what you want, and they're going to show you what. And if you keep looking at your own website. You're going to think, "Wow, I'm ranking really highly," but not necessarily for other people.
1: <laughs> not yeah. necessarily, no. Right. But then in 2020, uh, I've been—I've always worked a corporate job. My writing has always been a side gig. But in 2020, as with many people, yeah. I got laid off, oh, and my that. husband had been laid off too. Well, you know, it all worked out. I'm working again, so it's all good. But you have that as a parent—you have that moment of, "Oh my gosh, neither one of us are working." How am I going to feed my kids? (laughs) What what do we, you know, that panic? But because I had my writing on the side, we could take a breath and say, okay, you know, we've got this minimum income. How about I see if I can't grow it into a full-time something so we just don't have to worry about it. I went out there and I started doing all the things that you do. And I kept running into people who were also trying to build businesses, but were, had either just given up or were on the verge of giving up. Mm -hmm. because it it was hard. And they didn't know what they were doing. They they were overwhelmed. And they felt somehow that it was their fault. Why can't I figure this all out? So I kind of got this aha moment, I should write a book and help these people. Because I'll be honest, I really believe that the internet is the great equalizer. It doesn't matter what kind of background you have, what education you have, what financial level you're at. It just doesn't matter. If you have the passion and the patience and are willing to learn and stick with it, you can make a living online. But you're not going to do it in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days. I interviewed over 25 entrepreneurs for this book. So it's not just my information, it's a whole bunch Mm -hmm. of people. Everywhere from been in business to a year, all the way up to multiple businesses, brick and mortar, been in business over 30 years. So a whole range of people, right? Mm -hmm. And without exception, they said it took them about a year to put all the pieces together for an online business. Now, that doesn't mean they were making a living within a year either. It just means that they'd figured it out and were able to say, OK, this month I made $1,000 and next month I'm going to make $1,000. And, you know, a- and it's steady and I can predict what's going on and what's going to happen.
0: Don, I can tell you it took me longer than a year. So I must be a slow learner. It took me a very <laughs> no, long time.
1: No, <laughs> no, you know, but, 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 people but people don't.
0: They do expect. Especially today's generation of the younger people, the millennials especially, Mm -hmm. expect instant results. They figure it's going to start. The phone's going to start ringing tomorrow, and Mm -hmm. it just doesn't work that day. That's one of the myths, one of the lies that you talk about is that people expect it to happen. And it takes time.
1: It okay. does. In fact, the top three lies, the top three lies okay. that I have in my book are the ones that you just see constantly everywhere. And they kind of all go together as, a, as instead of being an individual, it's that it's going to be fast, right. it's going to be easy, and right. you're going to make lots of money. You and I have been online long enough, and I don't know if you remember this marketing or not, but I do. Back in the day, people trying to get you to come online would say it's faster than a brick and mortar. And it's easier than building a brick and mortar, and that's true. But that doesn't make it fast and easy. And people have forgotten that transition. It's metamorphed into this fast and easy. In 30 days, you're going to make $10,000. Right. Yeah. And there's so there's so much there's so much
0: there's so much. Sorry, I cutting you off there. There's so much competition. That's the other thing. You're not the only one out there Mm -hmm. trying to get this business. And uh, people need to be aware that you know, the context of what you're in, in my area around the Toronto area here, there are literally over mm-hmm. 50 or 60,000 real estate agents or pe- people who have a license. It's incredible competition. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of them are part time and they, you know, they don't do marketing, but there's still a core of right. very, very capable real estate agents who are extremely uh, active online and they're tough competition. They really are. So they uh, are. To your And point, the
1: thing Beth. is, you're not just yeah, you're not just competing against other real estate agents, even if that's your business. If right. you're online and trying to get people's attention, you're competing against everyone trying to get that person's attention. Yep. It's it's amazing because people learn to just filter it out. I don't even see the ads on Facebook anymore because I've just learned I don't even look at that. I just filter it out. Me too. So it doesn't matter how many times you're trying to poke me. I'm probably not going to see it unless it's something I'm specifically looking for. Exactly. And people don't understand that. They don't realize that if you post every day, that doesn't mean that everybody sees what you post every day. 10% of your people might see it.
0: Yeah. Maybe more, maybe less. It varies, but Facebook is another mystery that I'm, I, I, don't quite understand uh they they change their algorithm too all the time and uh again you may you may think you all have the a time lot, a lot of friends or a lot of followers on facebook but just because you post something they may never see it they may it may not come up on their exactly. feet exactly and we people need exactly. to be aware of that yeah okay yeah. so the yeah. top three premise true. okay that it's fast mm-hmm. that, that it's easy and that you're gonna make a ton of money right away Those mm-hmm. absolutely true yep. um okay yep. you got me on that and uh,
1: well, and. I got you. Well, and part of the reason I just want to mention one more thing. Part of the reason that that is those three are such a big myth is because it's a marketing tactic. So there are lots of coaches and other people out there who spend a lot of time saying, hey, I have this process and I made this much money in this many days. Who wants in? And I'm not saying it didn't work that way for them. Maybe it did, but you don't know how long they've been in business. If they've been in business as a real estate agent for 10 years and already have you know, a pretty good handle on things, right. then yeah, that might be able to work for them. But right. if you're brand new, that process might not work for you because you don't have the same skill set, you don't have the same knowledge, whatever. But that's you true. see it over and over and over and over again, you start thinking, oh, well, that must be the way it works. What's wrong with me? Why can't I figure it out? Why isn't it happening for me?
0: You know, that's so true. Um, I mentioned Instagram earlier. That, that's a platform that I still have trouble understanding. I uh, honestly, maybe I'm too old. Yeah, maybe I'm me old too. School. I mean, it, it's visual. It's pictures. It's pictures. But I, mm-hmm. I, I still don't quite get it. Uh, I mean, we can do a video or a podcast where we're providing value to the public. That part, I understand mm-hmm. that part. But I, and mm-hmm. yet you talk to younger people, especially if they're under 30. Man, Instagram is where it's at. That's where they are. And, or TikTok. God, don't even get me started on TikTok. <laughs> uh, I mean, we, we last summer, we did some tests. I posted six videos on TikTok just just with my phone. I got out of the car and took some little short videos of construction projects for condo projects. OK, and we posted okay. them just just as a test. The interaction was through the roof. I couldn't believe it. And they were like there wow. was no noise, like wind noise in the background. And they were, you know, jittery and they were just terrible quality. And yet they blew up. But and I talked to this guy who helps me with social media. I said, well, wow, you know, this one had like 4000 views and it's nothing. It's just it's just a junk. Right. Video. And he says, yeah, right. but that's that's where everybody is. But what's what's the demographic on there? Oh, 14 to 18. Well, those are not people that are buying houses. So I stopped. Right. But you, you got to right. know. And but there's so much. There's, and yet there are, are real estate agents that are on TikTok. Maybe that's the way to go. Sure. I don't know. I'm not sure that's something I'm going to be devoting a lot of time on to.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, and, and that's the other thing. People don't do a lot of research necessarily about the platform that they're on and the demographics right. of the people on there. Cause this is one of the things I talk about. I have a weekly newsletter on LinkedIn and I, I talk about, you need to monitor what you're doing. Pay I'm attention. A- is it working? Is it actually bringing you clients? Cause if it's not, stop doing it social media can suck the life right out of you yes. and if you're not seeing a return on it you need to stop doing it
0: i'm signing and up for you i'm signing up for a lot your of... newsletter okay on linkedin <laughs> I'm, i haven't got it yet but i will it. yeah and linkedin I well think. it's
1: it's called uh yeah it linkedin is a great place i love yeah. linkedin Me too. It's it's where the business, it's a B2B platform. There's lots of studies out there that show that the people that are on LinkedIn have higher incomes, spend more money, blah, 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 things like that. So, you know, that's a really good place to be as a realtor. Um, But Facebook is kind of considered the B2C platform for a lot of people. So if you're direct to customers, anyway, um, there you go. I I can talk social media all day long.
0: If, if a young entrepreneur came to you and said, what should I do first? Should I create a website or should I focus on social media? What would you advise them to do?
1: To be honest, I would probably ask them. Uh, well, first of all, I'd want to know, is it a service or is it a product? Younger people would probably do better focusing on social media just because if that's their demographic that they're trying to reach. Yeah. But you know, it's it's a tough call because a lot of people, if you don't have just a basic website and they look you up and you don't even have that, they're not going to do business with you.
0: Oh, boy. You've just touched upon so. the number one thing that when people first meet you, I don't care what business you're in. OK, you're a, you're operating a hair, a hair salon. OK, the first mm-hmm. thing they're going to do is they're going to Google you. And they're going to look for yep. on- online social proof reviews or testimonials. That's the number one thing mm-hmm. because there's so much you talked about earlier. We get bombarded with so much spam all the time. Uh, you could yes. say, say you're the greatest hair salon in the city, but everybody says that. So people right. are looking for social proof. They're, they're looking for real people who've reviewed you. And I think that's probably, for, at least in my business, that's the number one thing that people look for. Um, I Googled you. Yeah, oh, I for checked- sure. I checked you out.
1: <laughs> oh, OK. You know, you got it. I'm you, not sure.
0: <laughs> no, no. You came up five stars. But uh, but isn't that oh, you, OK, good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's, but, it's very true. Yeah.
0: So you got it. So it's an interesting thing. And that's a very good point that you say, well, this person doesn't have a website or this company doesn't have a website. Hmm. Right. It's like it's kind of a red flag, not necessarily 100 percent, but it's kind of a red. it flag. can
1: be. Um, there are ways around it you know if you have a facebook business page i've seen right. companies do that instead of a website and depending on the company, sometimes that works even better Mm -hmm. because you have that real time social interaction. If somebody leaves Mm -hmm. a message on your Facebook page and if you have a habit of checking it regularly, you're gonna see that right away. Whereas if they visit your website, they might, you might have a contact me and they send you an email and it's a little bit longer process. So, you know, that might not be as good, but I've, I've seen some businesses be very successful with, especially locally focused, businesses, be very successful with something like a Facebook page or a LinkedIn page to direct people to.
0: So there's lots of ways to do it. And we are so blessed. We're so lucky right now to have the internet because, you know, most of it's free. A lot of it is free. Um, (gasps) Yeah. 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 And you, you, it's worldwide. I mean, you got, I've got people calling me from all over the place. I'm sure you do too. Uh, Where, Mm -hmm. uh, how could you do that without the internet? You couldn't, it would be almost impossible or very expensive. You know, if you're running ads <laughs> oh in, in, in a magazine or something, you know, forget it, you know.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. I remember my dad owned his own business for 30 plus years. And so I grew up with kind of that entrepreneurial Nice. mindset anyway nice. but I saw you know how he labored over his direct mail campaigns where he would send letters and things like that and it's so much easier today to just you know type up an email and send it out to 4,000 people and it's yep you, you can do it for free yep. if you're doing it it is in a particular way Although but or almost free and it's just a,
0: I have one but it is pressure uh, every month it goes out once a month uh, maybe I should do it more than once a month but it's so always pressure uh, and at the end of the month it's yep. coming up and it's like oh my god what am I going to do this month what am I going to post about so I find it's always a stressful no. time towards the end of the month but it, it reaches people it touches them it's that touch point going back to mm-hmm. when I when I had the original website back in 2000 I didn't understand that that idea that you have to keep in touch with people you must uh, because mm-hmm. they'll, they'll forget you you know they'll forget you a week mm-hmm. from now they don't oh, Who was that person oh yeah I, I can't remember his name but whatever her name you know it's, it's they forget You have to keep that dialogue, even if it's just a simple newsletter going out. I think.
1: Right. Or or even just a simple quote, you know, just whatever you can do to engage them. And really, that's the true power, I think, of social media that has gotten a little bit forgotten. People have got swept up in the I'm going to use this to find clients and get them to buy from me and things like Um, that. Whereas if you, you if you just use it to remind your existing clients, hey, I'm still here. And, and touch base with them and keep regular contact because really, ideally in business, you're getting clients from referrals and renewals. Getting new, new business is the hardest thing to do. When Don't, you can get a constant influx in of renewal, yep.
0: You are so right. Absolutely. Past clients and referrals are the name of the game. They're already sold on you. And you, they haven't even met you, but they're already sold on you. Because their friend. Exactly.
1: Because yeah. their friend says, hey, I had this really good experience with with Randy. Right. He's really great. You should go talk to him. Right. And yep. and that's the way it's supposed to work. People forget that. I mean, even as simple things like I had to change my hairdresser. Oh, yeah. my gosh who am I, where am I going to, right? And it was this whole big thing. And I'm on uh, Facebook going, okay, everybody, I need some input. Who do you, you right? It just something simple like that. And when you think about the, the receiver of that, the hairdressers, you know, how many of their clients do they reach out to regularly and, and stay in contact with? Probably not necessarily a lot.
0: No, it's it's there's an art to it. There really is, and uh, yeah, you don't want to be bombarding mm-hmm. them. You don't want to be bombarding them every month, saying, "Hey, uh, no. I I did this or look at this. This is or now you can have specials. You know, if you're selling uh, cappuccino sure. cappuccino makers sure. here. I went. Um, <laughs> here's an example just popped into my mind. It was totally random. Okay, um, years ago, it was like eight years ago. We went down to Las Vegas for a short, you know, three day vacation, and we went to a restaurant there. Okay and uh, for okay. some some reason somehow i i think i had to make a reservation and i gave my email address to book the reservation cuz we booked it before we got there and that was like okay. 8 years ago we had a wonderful meal it was fabulous and i still get emails from them i still <laughs> 8 years later like every month or every couple right. of months i'll get it oh we hope to see you here for valentine's day and Man, I wasn't mm-hmm. in Vegas. it was like eight years ago and you're still no. But that is a really smart business. I mean, they are keeping in touch. Maybe yeah. one day we'll go back if COVID ever, you know, and I'm not a huge Vegas guy at all. Right. But, you know, we went right. For fun. Right. Was, but you will great.
1: remember that they stayed in contact with yes. you. You'll remember that. So if you do ever go back, or if you have friends going to Vegas, hey, hey sec- we went to this restaurant and they're great, yeah, great it Ital- Italian
0: yeah. food. It was the best. You know, we're going to go back someday because they kept in touch and they keep top of mind they keep it's a touch point they're not trying to sell you it's not a hard sell at all there it's an Mm -hmm. invitation you Mm -hmm. know it's if you're going to be here for valentine's day we have this special whatever whatever So that's right. Exactly.
1: Instead of that, because we've all gotten on those lists where, you know, you might read read the first email because you did business with them. Right. But by the third day and the fifth email, you're like, no, Uh, leave me alone.
0: Unsubscribe. It's
1: just too much. Unsubscribe and you're done. And that's it. So, yeah, there is an art form to it. I don't know. I always I try to stick to usually a four to five one ratio. So I'll do four or five contacts. Hey, how's it going? Whatever. Um, And then one, oh, by the way, have you seen this book? Or oh, by the way, I'm running this special or whatever, that kind of thing. But I usually have a closed end um, email, except of course my newsletter is not. But if you get on my email list, usually it's for a specific thing. Like for a while I had a a helping mom, working moms lose weight kind of thing going on. And so I had a very specific 12 week package that you worked through and once a week you got it but again it was very specific to that topic to those people and it was only once a week it wasn't every day hey did you weigh yourself today because that's not gonna work <laughs> women are not gonna like that
0: no we I don't want to hear that and I had cheesecake last night uh, okay okay <laughs>
1: yeah, right exactly right. and yeah. by the way yeah no you know there's there's an art form to it and mm. there are some really great experts out there too who can help you if you're struggling with it so
0: well, I think I'm talking to one right now. I'm sorry. Oh
1: well, thank you. So, thank you.
0: Um, no, it sounds like you've That's got a great No, no problem. It sounds like you got a very good grip. The book is excellent, by the way. And I'm not just saying that. Thank uh, you. Thank and, you. Uh, very well written. I can tell you've done this before big time yeah
1: yes so. yes yes i have I've, I've written somewhere close to 20 different books most of them you wow. can't get online anymore um because like i said they were terrible and it wasn't so much that the Stop. content or even Stop the writing it. was terrible but i started yeah. <laughs> i started in the the parenting space back when there wasn't a parenting space. And so okay. I wrote a bunch of books. So many other people have done it better in the time since I was doing that. So I'm like, you know, that you guys don't need to see those science experiments. You can go look those up online or those art art things or whatever. You're, so that's why I've taken ve- most of
0: those down. But you're, you're very modest. You're very modest. Believe me. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you. So anyway, so, so now you are supporting yourself full time. Well, no, you're not. Of course you're, you're at work back in corporate. No,
1: life. no, I'm working. I work, I work a corporate job. I am a much better mother when I get to leave the house every day. So <laughs> yeah, I, and I do, I really enjoy the interaction with people. And that's another thing oh. I think that a lot of new entrepreneurs don't realize is how isolating it can be. Yes. to just be you sitting at home in your right. And well. that I just couldn't quite do that. I know I need people more than that
0: done. You, you combine that with COVID. Uh, I, I am so done with COVID. I really am. It's yeah. coming up. I'm working from home. Too. I'm, at, I'm at home. Uh, I've been at working from home mm-hmm. for almost two years. And it's, you know, it's great in a way. My, my uh, I have a daughter, but she's grown up and moved away. So things I don't have to worry about okay. little kid, kids running around. I did one. We have a dog. Mm-hmm. One time the dog started barking during one of these. That was And it was pretty funny. The guy started laughing. So <laughs> I left it in. I left it in. That's Frisbee, our dog, but, uh, um, but it's, you're right. It's isolating. And that's on top of when you're running a business, it's also isolating. So it's sort of a double mm-hmm. whammy and uh, we are, it believe, is. we're sociable creatures. Human beings are sociable creatures. We need to be in the same room as other people and getting mm-hmm. out. And so, mm-hmm. uh, God bless you that you're back to work. I mean, it's great. Even if you could just yeah. you know, yeah. talk to people in the office, it's a wonderful thing. It is exactly.
1: And I even though I am, I am an introvert, but I still need people. I still need that daily interaction just for a few minutes and then they can go away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) And it works out pretty well because I'm I'm an executive assistant. So I'm not it's not. Once upon a time I was a receptionist and that was just a little oh, too much for me oh to God. Be, with the phones that. and the people and the whatever, but yeah, no, no, I, wow. I love my job and I love the people I work with. So I'm very, very lucky in that way.
0: Do you find that you're, you're, you're being torn in different directions when you're trying to do two different things um, or you manage, to you
1: know, I, I, Don't. I have over many years learned how to balance that out. I'm a big believer in two things, batching and scheduling. So Uh. I, you know, when it's time to create content, I have time scheduled on my calendar for those couple of hours or however long it is. uh, And that's what I do for those couple of hours. And when it's not time to do that, then I'm not going to worry about it because I know it's on the schedule. If I don't put it on the schedule, then it's maybe not going to get done and that's where Mm -hmm. things start getting stressful. So I have learned the hard way, no, you need to actually schedule the time for everything. So, you know, I have no meeting days where I schedule, okay, I'm gonna work on my content, I'm gonna work on my marketing, I'm gonna work on all those things that maybe aren't urgent, but they're still important. And if you don't pay attention to them on a regular basis, it starts to affect your business. Yep. But if you do, that, then it doesn't blow up to a, an emergency, it's not a big deal. So I have gotten to the point where I have you know, one day a week where I can focus on those things. Um, and then I, I do something else. There are certain things in my business I absolutely hate doing. I am not a finance person. I do not like invoicing and billing, Uh blah, blah, all that kind of stuff. So I spend 30 minutes Monday morning, every Monday doing that because that's when I'm usually at my best. And I'm like, okay, if I just set the timer for 30 minutes, I'm only going to do it for 30 minutes, get as much done and then set it aside for the week. And over time, I've gotten to the point where it usually only takes me 15 or 20 minutes because it's got that regular scheduled focus. Wow. Once I've done it, I don't have to worry about it for the rest of the week. And I don't have that little voice in the back of my head saying, Dawn, you know, you really need to call those people and talk to them <laughs> or whatever it is. Right. It's done. Wow. I don't have to worry about it until next week. So
0: it's pretty obvious to me there. You are a very organized person. And that's key when you're, when you're an entrepreneur or you're self-employed. So because much. You, because otherwise, it, things just go sideways so quickly. And I really like the idea of batching. I've tried to do that actually with some of the social media stuff. And it requires discipline big mm-hmm. time. It uh, does. But a great idea. It and I, I know one guy, a very successful realtor, and he has those times where he's got a specific task. He won't even answer the phone. He won't. You, you can call mm-hmm. him 100 times texting. He's got it shut off. Like, forget it. For those two hours, he's busy mm-hmm. doing what, what he's doing. And I, I respect that. That takes great discipline, I think.
1: It wow. does. It does, wow. but it's very helpful.
0: I I agree. <laughs> I agree. And these are things that you can learn from a coach, that you can learn through a book, or sometimes it's just through mm-hmm. the school of life where you learn these things, that that's how you got to start True. Yeah. True.
1: True. Well, Although I do really, I encourage people to get coaches too. That's the other thing I think is so important that new entrepreneurs don't, are yeah. maybe very excited about because they think they can just figure it out from all the free stuff out there online because there are a lot of coaches and people who give free seminars and things like that sure. just to bring clients in right so you can get a, a feel of what it's like to work with them and that's great but nine times out of ten every one of those seminars i've ever been to you get three sentences of helpful information and two and a half hours of i'm awesome yeah. come work with me that's true <laughs> That's just no. If you say you're going to teach me how to do an email campaign, you need to actually teach me all the steps on how to do an email campaign and not leave that final step out because I have to come work with you. I I hate that. That's just a personal pet peeve. It drives me nuts when they do
0: that. Yeah, so you, you definitely recommend coaching, even for specific topics like how to run an email campaign.
1: I do. And I actually yeah. think, especially for new entrepreneurs, the more specific, the better. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily, and because coaching is different than having a mentor. If you have a mentor, somebody that you know that's been in li- online in business for a while, that's great. But that's a different relationship than a coach who's going to walk you through creating a sales funnel. You know, that's going to grow your business. That's a very specific thing, a very specific skill set. And if you find someone that's good at it, and you hire them and your personalities work well and all that, that's great, that's going to grow your business, but they're not going to be able to teach you how to, you know, do social media marketing, necessarily, because that's a different skill set.
0: Absolutely.
1: They're both important but the same person is not necessarily going to know both things. So I think finding the right coach for the right situation for the right topic can grow your business in ways
0: you won't even realize. And we're again when you're self-employed, you're an entrepreneur, you're expected to do it all. You got to do it all and mm-hmm. no nobody knows everything. We all have areas where yeah. we, we need to improve our skill set. And so that's great advice. For sure. For well, sure. Well, you. you you got me excited, Don. You know, we talked about this. (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, No, really, the sky is the limit. There's so much you can do. I find with many successful people that they're the biggest problem is they run out of time. You know, there's only so many hours in the day. And uh, exactly. In in my industry, people can get burned out, too. Uh, If you work, you know, a lot of this work 24 seven, seven days a week. And after Mm -hmm. a couple of years of that, they get I know I went through that at one point. And uh, I was not a superstar or anything, but I was doing well. And I just, you get to the point where you just need a break. You know, you just, and Mm -hmm. we can't even, we can't even do that now with COVID. I mean, it's ridiculous. We can't. (laughs) I uh, know, right? I
1: think, I think actually, one of the most impactful things I started, I saw when I first started, or I won't say when I first started, back in 2020, when I was kind of trying to figure out what do I want to do online? Mm-hmm. Uh, do I want to do social media marketing? Do I want to do content creation? Do I want to be, I was an executive assistant. So I thought, well, COVID, people are, maybe people need executive assistance. But I, there was a woman that I followed that she had a worksheet that, that laid all these things out for you to figure out how much you should charge for hour per hour for your services right oh. and she had baked into this time off she had vacation time baked into this excel spreadsheet and she said you only should work eight hours a day and oh. you should only right yeah i know yeah. <laughs> right but, <laughs> but it really got me thinking about well you know what you're right you need to set boundaries between you know work and not work. You cannot work 24/7 365 and not burn out no matter how much you love what you're doing. Yep. You need to take time to reset and regenerate and and relax. It Get, just and the gets, internet does not always allow for that.
0: <laughs> it does not. You're absolutely right on that. Yeah, you need balance in your life. You really do. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you've got a family, you've got children. I mean, you, you cannot let those go by the wayside while you're totally focused on doing your, your real, right. your, your newsletter, you know, or you're working on a, file. right. You, right. You, exactly. You gotta exactly. Have balance. So true. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, Don. it's been a, a fantastic talk. I have a feeling you and I could talk for hours. Something tells me that we could go I on. I kind of think
1: on. we probably could. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we might could. But, you know, I'm always glad to come back if you ever need another guest. That, so you just a, give that, me a call.
0: That's a great idea. Anytime. You're welcome to come back anytime. So, Don Marco, oh, I appreciate that. A, Thank you. No problem. And the book is Success Guaranteed, Nine Lies, Online Entrepreneurs Need to Know. And I highly recommend it. Once again, I'll put the link underneath uh, for people to check it out. And so Don, have a wonderful day. It was great to talk to you and, You as well. Uh, yeah, let's do it you again too. sometime. No problem. Have we a great- will. Thanks, Randy. Okay. Have a great day. Bye now. You too. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to another episode. The Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast. Follow us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher, and check out our main website at RandySelzer.com for much more valuable info on the Canadian real estate scene.